Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go, everybody. Let's play it on a Monday, August 7th into Tuesday, August 8th. It is another installment of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which you are listening to on audioboom.com or on iTunes or on Spotify or on TuneIn. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for listening. Matt Derry with you. Monday afternoon practice in the books for the Lions. A 2 o'clock practice. One that saw no Eric Ebron again. TJ Lang banged up again. That's two days in a row now that he has not practiced. No Cornelius Lucas. Brandon Copeland, Jordan Hill, Cornelius Washington, or Paul Warlow today. Good news, I guess, on Eric Ebron is that he is out there, uh, was out there working today, cutting a little bit, running some routes, and maybe he is closer to returning. Coming up on the program today, Kyle Meinke from MLive.com will join me. We'll get the very latest from the Lions beat writer, Mr. Kyle Meinke, about what he saw today, his observations from the mock game, everything else. And by the way, i got to give the Lions a lot of credit. They don't want to do hard knocks. And I get why a lot of teams don't want to be on that HBO series and you know the behind-the-scenes stuff and everything else. Uh, but the Lions did have put out their own sort of behind-the-scenes video today on their website and on their Twitter at Detroit Lions and or at Lions. I think it's pretty cool, kind of going through their first week of of camp and the sun uh, the Saturday mock game and everything else. So I give the Lions credit. I enjoyed watching that today. We'll talk a little bit about a lion that got away, one that has signed with a new team. Yes, Anquan Bolden has found a new home. We'll tell you about where he is going and he is ending up. Uh, ending up. Also, former uh, quarterback in the Lions division. Also has a new home. I have some comments on that. Also, we will discuss Chris Sims's article at BleacherReport.com that actually gives the Lions the nod and the um, and favors them to win the division in the NFC North. So the former NFL quarterback, the former son, of, not the former son, the son of Phil Sims, the former Giants quarterback, uh, wrote a very interesting piece on power rankings where he has the Lions. We'll get into that uh, as well. And like I mentioned, Kyle Meinke too. Here on Locked on Lions. All right, but here's where I want to begin today. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I promise you I will not run this into the ground. I know many of you listen to the program and you tweet to me at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks on Twitter. Um, We'll get to some of your tweets uh, coming up a little bit too and some of your Facebook comments as well on the Matt Derry fan page. I know what some of you are saying. Oh, no, not Calvin again. Please don't. Please don't talk about Calvin. I have to bring this up. Let's timeline it for a second, shall we? Rod Wood, Lions president, says he got a text from Calvin. So Calvin reached out to Rod Wood recently. And what Rod Wood and the Lions have tried to do, and they've said this publicly as well, is they've tried to mend whatever fence is knocked over and whatever fence is broken with Calvin Johnson. Calvin, of course, has made his feelings known on a couple of occasions, one with Dave Burkett and another with reporters over in Italy that he wasn't really happy with the Lions, wasn't happy with how things were going at the end, 
banged his head against the it felt like he was banging his head against the wall trying to win and he got the heck out of dodge i get it that's fine so if you recall wood recently said that the lions had reached out to number 81 megatron um to you know come back be a part of training camp sign some autographs whatever as an alumnus and I got to give full credit to my guy, uh, Arthur, on Twitter, at Melchor23. Uh, he wrote it today. But Calvin Johnson showed up today uh, to Dolphins training camp, put on some Miami gear, and was just hanging out with the receivers and hanging out with his former receivers coach, now receivers coach of the Dolphins, Sean Jefferson. Oh, by the way, I'm sure he got himself a little lunch at Suway. Yeah, okay. he was hanging out with Dominican Sue as well. So as Arthur calls him on Twitter, at uh, Melchor23, Megatroll, <laughs> instead of Megatron, yes, Megatroll, now in dolphin gear. Now, he's not coming back. He's not unretiring everything else. But as Tom Pelissero, who we had on the show last week, and that was a great podcast if you missed it, check it out. Uh, but Tom Pelissero from NFL Network said he saw Calvin. Calvin said, I'm just here visiting Sean Jefferson, hanging with the receivers, whatever. It's now the second team that Calvin has visited not named the Lions this offseason. So he went, of course, to Oakland, hung out with the Raiders, and Todd Downing, their QB's coach, who was the QB's coach here years ago. Now he's down in Miami today, you know, chilling in South Beach with Sean Jefferson. So, again, that's two for other teams and zero for the Lions if you're scoring at home. Mega troll, hanging with the fish, but not taking up Rod Wood's offer to come back and hang with us here in Detroit. And oh, by the way, today was the last open practice for fans to be there. We're getting close to training camp kind of ending where all the goodwill and all the people show up and the tents and everything else. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. But Calvin Johnson is milking this. Uh, you know, as I pointed out on Twitter and joke today, he'll probably go to Cleveland Cavaliers training camp and, and instead of Kyrie Irving, the way this is going. So again, Calvin Johnson in Miami today, uh, hanging with the Dolphins. All right, uh, Anquan Bolden, Kwane Kwan, has found himself a new home. Uh, the uh, ageless, it seems, wide receiver has signed a one-year reported $2.75 million deal with the Buffalo Bills. Adam Schefter from ESPN also says that uh, Bolden could make as much as $4 million in incentives uh, if he has a very good year. Now, if you recall last year, Anquan Bolden had a, a spectacular season for the Lions. He led the team in touchdown catches with eight. He seemed to be a security blank, blanket for Matthew Stafford. And I think it's a loss for the Lions now. The Lions weren't going to sign him, and it seems like they've got a good competition going for the fourth wide receiver between Jace Billingsley and Jared Aberderis and TJ Jones. They've got Kenny Galladay, who's been a star in camp so far. They're more deep at tight end with Michael Roberts joining uh, Eric Ebron and Darren Fells and even Cole Wick. So maybe, just maybe, the team feels like Hey, we've got a guy in the slot. We've got guys, plural, in the slot that can take Bolden's job. And Bolden tweeted out today a thank you to the Lions and to the Ford family as well. Just a class guy and a guy that you want to root for. And I thought brought a lot of intangibles to that locker room and a winning attitude and a guy that had won a Super Bowl. So got to wish Anquan Bolden well. You're probably asking, why would he go to Buffalo and play for the Bills? Well, the reason being, he played in Baltimore with Tyrod Taylor, 
who was the backup quarterback at the time to Joe Flacco before going to Buffalo, and that's the Bills' starting quarterback. So there's a connection there. So Anquan Bolden, who you knew would wait until the summer and probably miss a few weeks of training camp. Why at age 38 or whatever? He, needs, he even needs that. Uh, so I don't blame him. But here on Monday, August 7th, he has signed a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills, and I think that's a, that's a great pickup for Buffalo. They need all the, the winning experience and good uh, karma in their locker room that they can get. So I think he'll be missed with the Lions. I thought he had a good year last year. And you're hoping that one of these tight ends or one of these receivers kind of picks up the slack. But Matthew Stafford really liked finding Anquan Bolden underneath and Anquan Bolden on, on, on little small routes and slants and that type of thing. And just quick, you know, button hooks, if you want to go a backyard football terminology. And he'll, uh, he'll definitely be missed. So Anquan Bolden, good luck to him, uh, certainly in Buffalo. Don't forget right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, every NFL team is represented. We are the fastest growing, fastest growing sports podcast network in the country, the Lockdown Podcast Network. And if you like what you hear on Lockdown Lions, you want to advertise with me like Tim Lenhardt does at Lenhardt Financial or Jason Strat at Remax, uh, uh, Remax Suburban or Freddie the Pizza Man does, Hit me up on an email at dairyspeaks at gmail.com and we'll uh, discuss it. So season's coming up. We'd love for you to advertise with us here on Locked on Lions. Yo, everybody get up. Everybody get up. Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Go! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. All right, two more notes before we talk to Kyle Meinke from MLive.com. Very interesting power rankings from Chris Sims, NFL analyst for both Bleacher Report and CBS, and the son of Phil Sims. Um, Chris Sims uh, wrote an article with NFL Power Rankings. Where does every team stand at the start of the preseason? And the usual suspects are down at the end. Uh, Jets at 32, Rams at 31, uh, Browns at 30, uh, Bears at 29. The Bears the Bears are a tire fire. They're terrible. Uh, so you scroll down and you're thinking, all right, where are the Lions going to be? Maybe, you know, late teens, somewhere around there. You know, Green Bay will be ahead of them. No. Chris Sims pulling out all the stops. He has the Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings, 17th in the NFL. Then he's got the Green Bay Packers at 14th, who ranked last year in Chris Sims' power rankings at the final at the end of the year, number five. Keep scrolling. Wait a minute. What could it, could it be? Yes, the highest ranked team in the NFC North, the Detroit Lions, who were ranked 11th at the end of last year and 11th this year. Quote from Sims, over the last three years, the Lions have been a two-man show. Quarterback Matthew Stafford and defensive coordinator Terrell Austin have kept the Lions afloat. They have pushed the team into the playoffs two of the last three seasons. It shouldn't be a two-man show in Detroit this season. Lions have added Ricky Wagner and TJ Lang. This gives the team a legit offensive line, which is exciting. As long as Amir Abdullah is healthy, this is going to be a much tougher offense to deal with. One of the weakest parts of the team last season was the linebacker position. Sims continues to fix that. Detroit added former Florida linebacker Jared Davis. For my money, Davis was more physically impressive than Reuben Foster, who many saw as a top three talent. Lions also added depth to the defensive line and a young cornerback in Jalen Tabor to their secondary. Tease Tabor. With these improvements, they are a team to watch. End quote. So, 
only Baltimore at 10, Washington at 9, Seattle at 8, Oakland at 7, uh, Dallas at 6, Atlanta at 5, Kansas City at 4, Pittsburgh at 3, the Giants at 2, and New England at 1 are ranked higher than your Detroit Lions. Do you agree with Chris Sims or disagree? You can hit me up on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, or the Matt Derry fan page on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) I think it's a little bit of a stretch. To be quite honest with you, I think the Lions' schedule is a factor in that. I I want the Lions to be 11th. I think that that them winning the division would be fantastic, and hosting a playoff game would be awesome. But I'm not sure if they're the 11th best team in the NFL right now. And Sims says they are. And again, this is, you know, preseason and we got time before, you know, games are played. Uh, right after the Lions, Tennessee at 12, Miami at 13. Again, Green Bay 14, Denver 15. Are the Lions better than the Denver Broncos, the Green Bay Packers, Tennessee? It's a tough call. It is. Some of your thoughts on it on Twitter, at Dairy Speaks. Mike Wilder writes in, won't agree until they can prove it. They've lost too many times to Green Bay to pick them ahead of them. Maybe someday. Brett Scott tweets, Matt, I agree. Lions lost no key contributors from last year, upgraded multiple spots, and added competition and depth where needed. Hmm. Um, those are just a couple of tweets that came in on that. Oh, Ace Boogie. Uh, agree. We've made additions while they have subtractions across the O-line and secondary. True. The Packers team you look on paper is not as good as it was a year ago. But again, Green Bay's got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, MSU Spartan 86. I'm usually a Lions hater D's, but I think they're going to be about the same as last year. Wild card playoffs. David McLucky disagree, of course. I don't know if they're the 11th best team, and I'm not sure if I'm ready to tell them to rank them ahead of Green Bay just yet. But again, the Lions stealing TJ Lang from the Packers and definitely stunting the growth of Green Bay's offensive line is something to to keep an eye on. I've never liked Green Bay's defense, and I continue not to like Green Bay's defense. And I think it's it's a defense that you can definitely throw on. Uh, the question is going to be whether the Lions can run the football. If Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick are healthy, uh, this team should score a lot of points. The defense will be better. Hopefully, Zagianza comes back. So those are big question marks. When I rank them ahead of Green Bay right now, I'm not I'm not ready to, but I, I anticipate that this team's goal should be to win this division and finally unseat the Packers. All right, lastly, uh, before we talk to Kyle, i got to bring up the Jay Cutler situation. The Dolphins have signed Jay Cutler to a one-year $10 million deal. You know, Jay Cutler gets a lot of heat, and Jay Cutler is really not very good. And Miami did what it had to do, replace Ryan Tannehill with somebody. And he, he had some success a couple of years ago with Adam Gase, who was the then Bears offensive coordinator, and Cutler and him seemed to, to click a little bit. But I was watching the Jay Cutler presser earlier today, the press conference, introducing him. He had on a Dolphins golf shirt that looked like it came right out of the uh, right out of the box. It had some creases on it. And Cutler's body language, just how he talked, Cutler's cool, man. Like you may not like Jay Cutler, and you may think he's a. Uh, I hate to use this term on the on the podcast, and I try to keep it clean, but you might think he's kind of a dick. But you know what? I kind of dig the guy. Every story I've heard about Cutler is that he does not care what people think about him and never has. So he'll do what he wants, says what he wants, is a nice enough guy. I saw him with the press today. The hair's kind of spiked up. He's got this sort of, you know, half beard, a little, you know, the mini shave going. He's cool. Like, he may be kind of a buffoon and he's never kind of won anything at the NFL level and he's been a classic underachiever, but I don't know. I'm going to root for Jay Cutler and do well in Miami. 
He's married to Kristen Cavallari, the reality TV star. Remember Laguna Beach? Kristen's, Kristen's smoking, man. Cutler's cool. I'm rooting for him. Go, Jay. Root for Jay Cutler. Let's bring him in right now from MLive.com, one of the best in the business when it comes to covering the Lions. Kyle Meinke, week one in the books, week two now of training camp, and the team was back on the field today. Kyle was there. What's up, bud? What's up, Matthew? Good to be here. Doing uh, doing all right. Uh, how was that interview with Armani Bryant today? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to be in MLive, or, or at least looking at, at, uh, at Twitter, I suppose. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, he's been, he was, you know, he's been suspended for the start of the season. It's his second or maybe his third suspension now. He has his third suspension in a year and a half with the Lions. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a costly thing. He's not a big game or anything, but the Lions are desperate for bodies on the defensive line. He is a guy who had three sacks in five games last year, um, and now he's suspended again. So that, I mean, that, it hurts the team. I know he's not a big name, but that hurts the team. Uh, so I've been trying to talk to him about, hey, man, what happened, you know, and uh, there's just no accountability there, you know. And I, I know that, you know, who talks to reporters is about, you know, the, the, the least priority for fans, and I totally get that. But I just, from an accountability standpoint, you know, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't really mean to lead with it. I thought it would be funny with you. To be quite honest, to be quite honest, the, the the access it looks like has been really, really good. And you know, fans are getting up close and personal with the guys. They've opened things up. Rodwood, I think, has added a, a nice dimension. Caldwell smiling. I mean, it seems like everybody's talkative, and it's 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 you know, as your buddy Dave Briquette, our buddy Dave Briquette would say, it's kind of a boring camp. Everybody's pretty cool for the most part, right? Yeah, it's boring from a you know from a drama standpoint, which is like. That's good if you're the Lions. You know, there's no there's no holdouts. Not a, I mean, you have the Stafford contract, but that's a pretty amicable process. Uh, you know, on and on. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty drama free. It's pretty quiet. Um, and I, I like I like watching Caldwell just work with fans, just just you know, working the crowd, talking to people. I mean, you can see why why people gush about you know him him his personality is. Just the man that he is, and um, you know, you can say what you will about him as a as a coach, but he's very personable. There's a reason why players love him. Uh, he signed. Uh, if he didn't sign for every fan who asked him for an autograph, then it was damn near close to it. I mean, there were a couple of days where he was the literally the last human off the football field because he was assigning for every fan who waited an hour after practice to get one. Um, I, I saw him cut away from practice for you know a minute or two today when he saw a couple of young fans in, in wheelchairs next to the stand and you know, practice is going on. He just cuts away and goes over and shakes their hand real quick and uh, had a real quick conversation with them in their ears. And I mean, these two young fans just smiled from ear to ear. It was it was a, a really nice, touching moment um, from Jim Caldwell. You, you know, he he knows how to work the he knows how to work a crowd and, and talk to people. That's for sure. Kyle Mikey with me on Locked on Lions from MLive.com, covering the Lions on their beat. All right, Kyle, finish this sentence for me. The star so far of Lions camp has been blank. Matthew Stafford. I mean, it's easy not to say him because he's kind of a given at this point in his career, but he's been very good, you know, and there are other guys who have been more surprising one way or the other in their performances. But if you're talking about the star of camp, the best player in camp, it's unquestionably Stafford. He's been very good. Uh, he was 11 of 14 passing by my count in the mock game on Saturday, and that includes the interception he threw on a play that he thought was a free play. Uh, and he's just, he, he completed like seven or eight passes in a row at one point. Uh, he's been very good in the red zone. Him and Marvin Jones have a very good chemistry in the, in the, in the red zone right now. 
Um, he's, he's developing a chemistry with Darren Spells. You know, we haven't seen much of Ebron, so we've seen a lot of Darren Spells at tight end. Uh, and I like the chemistry that I've seen between Stafford and Spells. Spells is a, is a blocking tight end, but he's also six foot seven. Uh, he, he's a former pro basketball player. He knows how to go up and get a get in high point of football. And we've seen that on numerous occasions, him splitting the, the safeties and getting deep and stuff and, and catch, catching some long balls uh, on high passes from Stafford. And I think that's something that you might see attempted to be replicated in the, in the regular season. I really believe we're going to see a lot more uh, tight end, multiple tight end packages from the Lions this year. I think a lot of that has to do with, with Stafford and his growing comfort uh, with his tight ends. What about T.J. Lang the last couple of days not practicing? How big of a concern is that? Well, it's a growing concern. I, I think they would. I think the team would tell you that it's not a concern, and they might be right. My concern is just over the fact Lang said earlier in the off season uh, that he thought he was going to be ready for the start of camp. Uh, and it, I mean, I guess technically he was because he was out there the first day. But we've seen very little of him, uh, very little of him since, especially since the pads came on. He's only practiced once since the pads came on. Uh, he was out again today. I, I don't know if he, I don't know if the recovery from hip surgery is going slower than expected. I don't know if there was a setback. Maybe, maybe they're being overly cautious, Matt. But I don't think that's the case. I mean, he's, you know, he's a he is a, a veteran. He has been around the block for sure. But this is a new scheme. These are new teammates. This line uh, has a lot of turnover on, on both sides of, of the center at this point. Uh, if, if a guy like that could be out there practicing and developing chemistry uh, and figuring out the scheme and iron, ironing out the kinks, he would be out there. And the fact that he's not, the fact that he's sitting practice after practice after practice at, at this point uh, is concerning to me, especially with just how little has been settled up front for the line. They, they, they need um, consistency up there. It's going to be very hard to, to develop that when you're missing out on veterans you're counting on like Lang. Seems like a slow start for Greg Robinson at left tackle, and probably the same could be said after the mock game for Cyrus Quanjo. Yet, Robinson's had a couple of better days lately. Is that what I'm, see- I'm, I'm hearing? Yeah, 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 you got it. I mean, it, Robinson has been, he's looked like a guy who got run out of L.A. I'll put it that way. I mean, you can see why why they gave up on him even before he was traded and then traded him for a sixth-round pick. He has not been very good. Uh, he was much better yesterday. Uh, yeah, I thought he handled Anthony Zettel pretty well during one on He uh, seemed to be handling his assignments and, and team stuff. And um, today, Quanjo is back as the guy with the first team. So I, I just I don't think they know what they're going to do at that position. I think that's a very long way from being settled. I don't think it's because I don't think it's for good reasons. I don't think it's because there's a great competition there. They have some bodies there, but no one has looked like they're uh, NFL left tackle to this point. Uh, they, the Lions need lots of development from those guys before the opener. I think you know that has a potential to be a real problem for them uh, once the season starts. Kyle, what about the defensive end? Is Ziggy still on pup? Who, who's impressed you so far? Uh, you know, I mean, Hyder's been pretty good. Zettel's been my, my, the biggest surprise, I think, at that position. Um, you know, he, he didn't do a, a whole lot last year, but I'd heard some you know some rumblings that he. Uh, you know that he had done a lot of good stuff with his body. That he was a little faster. And I, I do see those those things. I mean, you know, you, you hear buzz on you know, positive buzz on every guy in a training camp. Um, it's just a matter of seeing these guys on the field and trying to figure out which of it is. You know, there's some substance to it, and and, and what's the what's BS. And uh, I think with Zeto, there's some truth to it. You know, he does look faster. He's getting up the ball better. Uh, he's getting a ton of opportunities right now with all the injuries at defensive end. Uh, so he's been one of the, I think, big positives there. They're looking for a, a dark horse guy, um, uh, Alex Barrett. Uh, he's an undrafted free agent 
um, out of uh, out of San Diego State, and uh, he's looked pretty good. You know, he's had some moments. Uh, I think he's going to get a shot, especially with you know, I mean, Ziggy's out. Cornelius Washington hasn't practiced day one. Armani Bright, uh, Armani Bryant just came back, so I, you know, none of those guys are going to play. I would expect. Uh, in the opener against the Colts. So someone like Barrett and, and Zettel and these guys are going to get a long look and uh, have the opportunity to, 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 you know, to impress the team. And I, they, they've done that so far uh, in training camp. Nevin Lawson seems to also be a guy that has stepped up. And certainly, you know, T's Tabor was drafted very high. And people have talked about Jamal Agnew, the fifth-round guy, being a, being a punt returner. He's almost had more buzz about him than Tabor, who I know has struggled sometimes in coverage. But... Sounds like Nevin Lawson, you know, doesn't doesn't want to lose that starting spot, huh? No, he's been good. He's, he's been good, and I, I never really expected Tabor to win that uh, that the, the you know the starting job opposite Slade. But I, I mean, Lawson looks like a guy who's taken the next step. You know, he's a fourth year guy at this point. He started for a couple of years. He's, he's figuring stuff out. He's done, he's done pretty good. These one on one drills and, and much of the drills we see out here during training camp, those things are all slanted toward the receiver. I mean, all things being equal, the you know the receiver should catch the ball every time, basically. Um, and Lawson's done a very nice job of being in a guy's grill or even forcing some incompletions, and he's been really good. He had a couple of really nice reps against Marvin, against Marvin Jones the past two days, and Marvin Jones has been really, really good. Um, so I, there's a lot to like there. Uh, you know, he's still small, and I think that will always limit him. Uh, but he's a physical guy, and I think he's learned how to harness that physicality the physicality a little more than he had in the past in his career. And just given how much Tabor has struggled, there's no doubt in my mind that, that Boston is going to be your, your day one starter. Uh, you know, all, all things being considered, as long as there's health at that position, he's going to be the, the starter opposite slim. Final thing, you know, for Kyle Mikey, it's kind of funny. Calvin Johnson shows up in Oakland and now in Miami with the Dolphins just kind of hanging out. I'm figuring his next stop's either going to be Minnesota. He, he's been west and he's been south. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe Minnesota or New England or Buffalo, maybe. Ridiculous. And he's not—he's not, not going to come. He's not going to come sign some autographs, hang out in the tent anymore. It's you know, it's his absence is, is notable. It, it's just a weird thing because I, he was in town the week camp opened, the week the week when when veterans reporting and all that stuff. He was in Detroit and still never showed up. Uh, I've never you know in the, in the year and a half now retired he's never been at a practice he's never been out to Allen Park to talk to the guys he's never been to a game there's been no you know Calvin Johnson day at Ford Field I mean it's you know it's his absence is notable and now he's in Miami he's going out to Oakland for a couple of days at OTAs I mean it's it's obviously it's a conscious deal that he's not in in, uh, in Detroit I think it's a, it's a sad thing he was so iconic and so good for so long and he's so beloved by fans um, but there's an obvious rift between him and the team and I I get the sense that we don't know everything that, that's going on. We know some of it, you know, obviously, with the losing, and obviously with the, you know, he's upset about the contract and giving back the money. Um, but for him to be so far removed from, it, you know, from, from the team just quickly after he retired, it, I, I think it speaks to a deep divide right now between him and, 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 and the team. Kyle, great catching up, my friend. Always love talking to you. Thanks. Sounds good, Matt. There he is, Kyle Mikey, with us from MLive.com. Joining me here on Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. A lot of good stuff. And he's right about, about the Calvin Johnson situation. Very, very sad indeed. All right, that wraps things up for another edition on a Monday into Tuesday here on Locked On Lions. Thanks to Kyle Mikey. Thank you for listening. Tweets welcome at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. 
What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop! At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.